It is good to be with you if you weren't here yesterday. Um, it's wonderful to be back in Birmingham and in the Church of the Advent. This is my third trip. Uh, you're very easily pleased, obviously, I think. Um, and another, you, you can tell already about the accent. Maybe a little competition for you to keep you awake. What are the three words I say that you find the most humorous, the way I say them? My friend says I say all the right vowels, just in all the wrong order. So if there's a word that you find humorous, I'm collecting those. So come and see me afterwards and tell me what word you didn't quite understand. We are looking at, because I think I got this gig in 2003 because David Zal or Paul Zal had read Walk On. When I come back to the Advent, I try to look at the music of you too as a way into the scriptures. No longer as a gimmick, as I said yesterday, but because I believe Bono to be indeed a theologian. Yesterday we looked at, Bono has this phrase, grace interrupts, and yesterday we looked at the incarnation as an interruption into history, and today we want to look at the cross as an interruption in the karma of the world to impact our individual lives. So before we do that, let us pray together. God, again, take these thoughts of mine from far away and make them real here in Birmingham, Alabama this lunchtime. Somehow by your spirit, may we connect these thoughts with our hearts and our souls and our minds that we might have an interruption of your grace in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Bono sings a song called Grace. Grace, she takes the blame. She covers the shame, removes the stain. It could be her name. Grace, it's the name for a girl. It's also a thought that changed the world. And when she walks on the street, you can hear the strings. Grace finds goodness in everything. She travels outside of karma. She travels outside of karma. When she goes to work, you can hear the strings. Grace finds beauty in everything. She carries a pearl in perfect condition. What once was hurt, what once was friction, what left a mark no longer stings because grace makes beauty out of ugly things. Grace, for Bono, is an interruption of his very life. Yes, it interrupts history and the incarnation, but it does more than that. It interrupts his individual life and journey of living. And it's for Bono because of that cross of Christ that we head towards during Lent. In 1981, on the October album, he sang, I want to go to the foot of Mount Zion, to the foot of he who made me see, to the side of a hill blood was spilt we were filled with love and we're going to be there again Jerusalem, Jerusalem with a shout 1987 the Joshua Tree album you broke the bonds and you loosed the chains carried the cross and my shame you know I believe it and then what we've just read from 2001's All That You Can't Leave Behind Grace she takes the blame, she covers the shame, she removes the stain. 
The cross is crucial to Bono's belief about grace and himself. If you remember, if you were here yesterday, we quoted Bono looking at that sinful side of us. The idea, Bono says, that God says, look, you cretins, there are certain results to the way we are, to selfishness. And there's mortality as part of the sinful nature. And let's face it, you're not living a very good life, are you? There are consequences to your actions. Consequences to our actions. This is where Bono believes grace interrupts. And it interrupts the cycle of karma. He has said this. I really believe we've moved out of the realm of karma and into one of grace. You see, at the centre of all religions is the idea of karma. You know, what you put out comes back to you. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Or in physics, in physical laws, every action is met by an equal or opposite one. It's clear to me that karma is at the very heart of the universe. I'm absolutely sure of it. And yet, along comes this idea called grace. To upend all that as you sow, so you will reap stuff. Grace defies logic. It doesn't excuse my mistakes, but I'm holding out for grace. I'm holding out that Jesus took my sins onto the cross because I know who I am and I hope I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. Jesus took my sins onto the cross because I know who I am and I hope I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. Does it make you think of some other writer, Paul in Romans 3? But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Or maybe Ephesians 2. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves... It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Or Philippians chapter 3, whatever were gains to me, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus. The righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Not depending on his own religiosity, Paul found a righteousness that was grace interrupting his life of works to give him the gift of eternal life. Let me stay in Philippians 2 for a moment or two. Because if I go back to those words I quoted earlier, you broke the bonds, <clears throat> loosed the chains, carried the cross on my shame, you know I believe it. 
the next line caused some confusion among Christians. Because the next line of that song said, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Many people said, how can Bono be a Christian and not have found what he's looking for? Well, Philippians chapter 3 again. I have found a righteousness that is by faith and not by the law through Jesus Christ. The interruption of grace in Paul's life. Then what does he say? Not that I've already obtained all this or have already reached my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead... I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Yes, he believed that Jesus had broke the bonds and loosed the chains and carried the cross in his shame. But Paul knew that he hadn't found all that he was looking for in his life. Because grace interrupts at the cross. It interrupts the karma. And immediately from that moment we stand justified before God. Not because of our religiosity, but because of Christ's gift of grace work through the power of Christ's cross. There's a new theological band on the scene called Mumford and Son. And they sing, It seems that all my bridges have been burned. But you say that's exactly how this grace thing works. It's not the long walk home that will change the heart, but the welcome I receive at the restart. Not the long walk home. You don't get there by your own religiosity. You get there by the welcome of God's interruption of grace at the restart. But it's just the restart. It's not the end of the journey. It's more than a welcome into the kingdom of God, this interruption of grace. This cross and precious blood of Christ does more than give us a ticket to heaven. In fact, if you were listening to Ephesians 2, you will see that. We're saved by grace through faith and then for we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. It doesn't say that as soon as the restart comes, we start working for God. It says we are God's handiwork, God working within us. Grace is a ticket into the kingdom. But it's also the fuel that allows us and resources us to live the kingdom. God's grace towards our holiness. Again, not by our religiosity. It's the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. It's the gift of the Spirit that we use, whether today we're in the kitchen, or whether we're Charles playing some wonderful Celtic music behind us, or whether we're on the sound desk, or whether we're welcoming, or however we're serving God. It's not by our works or by our talents. We can do these gifts of grace by the fruit of grace through what the Holy Spirit does within us. And then, of course, finally, grace interrupting. Grace interrupting is the very constitution of the new kingdom. So we're welcomed into this kingdom by an interruption of grace. We're fueled to live it out by the Holy Spirit's interruption of grace in our lives. And then we become interrupters of grace. Because we become those who begin to live this kingdom in the power of the Spirit. We treat others by grace the way Jesus treated us by grace. We live this upside down kingdom. But that's for tomorrow. Tomorrow we see the interruption of the resurrection into our community lives. For today let's believe that God's grace interrupts by the power of Christ's blood on the cross. The reaping of your sowing has been interrupted. 
You are loved not because of what you've done before you came through these doors. You are loved by the grace of God, by what Christ has done for you on the cross. God cannot love you or me any more than he does right now. We can't do something to make him love us more. Because his love is by his grace. Grace, she takes the blame, covers the shame, removes the stain. Covered in blood, the bomb debris across an Irish town, Alabama trees with their strange fruit, Auschwitz poignant, sad, sacred ground, covered in blood, apartheid's ignorant and arrogant oppression, suicide bombers in New York skies, and vengeful acts of cold, naked aggression, covered in blood, all the explorer ships that sailed. To steal the lands the natives ploughed, everything kneeled. Covered in blood, every fist that punched a wife, every holy man that touched a child, every circumstance that denied a life, covered in blood. Every exploitative capitalist gain, every dealer who preyed on the innocent, every doctor who could have prevented the pain, covered in blood. Every murderer who is rightfully jailed, every angry thought without a gun, everything kneeled, covered in blood, the flowery words I use to deceive, the serial sinner inside my soul, and the days I refuse to believe, covered in blood, when my faith stands up too proud, my every selfish twisting of truth when my insecurities scream too loud, covered in blood. All those times my determination failed, and failure to take a chance to feel everything kneeled. Let's pray. Our God, you didn't only interrupt history when Jesus was born and laid in that manger. You interrupted the karma of our lives in that moment when Jesus cried, it is finished. At that moment, the temple curtain was torn in two and we humble sinners we're able to approach a holy God again, not by our own religiosity, but by the interruption of your grace in the power of Christ's cross. It is finished, covered in blood, everything kneeled. Grace, a thought that changed our world. Lord, may we know as we sit here today the reality of this grace. May we know at this moment in time that God demonstrated his love for us, that in while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That as we sit here now, whatever it is that has our minds, our hearts, our souls in turmoil, that your grace interrupts with your love for us lavished upon us. May we know it is finished. May we know that it's paid in full. 
May we know that your grace welcomes us, fuels the possibility of living this new grace constitution in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our city, across our nation, and the world beyond. God, thank you for interrupting history. Jesus, thank you for interrupting our sin with your atoning sacrifice. Holy Spirit, interrupt us with the grace of your fruit and gifting that we may turn this world upside down by living in the kingdom of grace. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.